everyone, and thank you very much for joining us for the NASDAQ Dorsey Wright podcast on this Wednesday, April 8th. I'm Ian Saunders, and I'm joined here by Eric McCardle. Um, Eric taking a, a little bit of a hiatus here, had, had a new little one come along. So uh, welcome back, Eric. Thanks, Ian. It's good to be back. Uh, I knew my world would change. I just didn't know the entire world would change in the six weeks I was out. But here we are. <laughs> uh, good, good to be back in the seat with you, bud. Wonderful. Well, we're, we're very happy to have you back here, um, especially with all of the market movement that we've been seeing, the continued volatility um, over, over the past few weeks here. Um, but it's recently led to some, some improvements. We're going to start things off by looking at the longer term picture of the S&P 500 index of SPX. Um, this particular chart is looking at the 50 point chart of SPX. Um, and we can see, as we've mentioned before, that this, this index uh, fell off pretty significantly. There ended up breaking through its longer term bullish support line, moving to a negative trend at the end of February, um, has since reversed and moves, moved higher, ultimately giving its second buy signal um, earlier this week, actually, um, before continuing a little bit higher there yesterday to bump right up against um, that bearish resistance line. So uh, movement higher from there uh, up, up and above the 2800 level um, would be the point we'd be looking for some of these indexes to or potentially return to those positive trends. Um, but we haven't seen that occur here quite yet, um, at least a little bit beneath that there with trading this morning. Um, but moving on from here, we have seen some further kind of follow through and some positive indications on a few of the indicators we track on the platform, such as the bullish percent charts. Is that right there, Eric? It, it is, Ian, and you know the BPNYSE, which is widely referenced in our research and communications to you all, which again is looking at the percentage of stocks in the NYSE universe that are trading on point and figure buy signals. You know, we've seen a reversal back up into X's uh, right now in the midfield level. And what's notable about this, Ian, is you know following a coast to coast move where we saw that reversal back up uh, into X's late in March from below 30 percent um you know we did pull back a little bit on the chart but now with this reversal we've formed a higher top and higher bottom and and so what that does is it puts us in what's called bull confirmed status for the indicator so um showing some strength there in terms of you know the percentage of stocks in that nyse index you know now we have over half of them on buy signals so definitely a step in the right direction and if we look to kind of carry that forward ian you know, another indicator that we've seen reverse up is the BPMB NYSE. And so what that is looking at is multiple buy signals for stocks within that universe. So in this case, we've had the, uh, the reversal up earlier in the month. Uh, yesterday's action saw three additional X's printed on the chart. So now we're at 14% on that chart level. Uh, for stocks that have multiple consecutive buy signals. So starting to see some follow through on those individual trend charts and, and get a little bit more bullish participation overall from that underlying index. Now, interestingly enough, Ian, you know, as you pointed out where we're still, uh, with a different index, of course, but on the S&P 500, still trading below that bearish resistance line, we look at uh, uh, the positive trend or percent of positive trend indicator for the NYSE, PTNYSE, we're still shy of that reversal, right? We're, we're at a 13.39% uh, calc as of yesterday. We need to move to 14% for a reversal up into X's. 
And so that's something we're going to be watching for as we continue to see follow through on those individual trend charts and perhaps, you know, the follow through coming in the form of additional stocks moving to positive trends in that universe. So Absolutely. worth pointing out, you know, with regard to that, you know, the NYSE being a, a pretty, pretty large universe with a, a slightly tilted bias towards small cap and value names. And one thing we have seen, you know, when looking at the other technical indicator charts for, um, you know, say the S&P 500 or for NDX, uh, which can be found by clicking indices as Ian did in the top left there and then clicking go on the technical indicator report. And we've had a lot of those um, PT charts reverse back up. So PT SBX reverse up, PT NDX for the NASDAQ 100 has, has you know, been uh, in X's for a couple of days now and is actually near midfield. So a lot of follow through there. Um, so, you know, just kind of that, that continuation of the, the large cap story being dominant, whereas small and mid cap starting to pick up a little bit. And in fact, you'll notice there, Ian, you've got the, positive trend for mid, uh, which recently reversed up into X's. So mm -hmm. all good signs, um, you know, for the, the broader domestic equity space, but particularly for large cap equities. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely, definitely um, good to see some green on the screen and good to see these kind of positive indicators uh, or indicated changes rather. Um, but again, I mean, in looking at these, we do want to make sure we keep in mind um, these indicator changes that we're seeing are, are still going to be focused um, on more of a, um, a near-term time horizon. Um, when we're looking at things like the percent, the positive trend charts, looking for those reversals back up in axis, um, those are the kinds of areas we look forward for that kind of confirmation over towards the longer-term picture. Um, but we still would ideally like to have more um, more securities be in that longer-term positive trend, right? So then moving back into the column of axis is kind of that initial first step to leading to that further follow-through. Um, but another chart that we have here that has shown um, on a very short term basis the um, potential for some, some turnaround here is going to be the NYSE High Low Index. Um, that chart, again, you can get to by going on the, on the typical technical indicator report on the market view. Um, and the High Low Index is, we've, is one of the more frequently covered um, indicators that we have. Um, and can be very helpful in identifying a near-term bottoming that's going to be going on there in the market. Um, in order to get at this daily calculation, we take the number of stocks that are making a new 52-week high in the NYSE and divide it by the number of stocks making a new 52-week high or low. So basically any stock, that's basically the number of stocks making a new high relative to those making any extreme. Um, ideally, you'd rather have more highs than other extremes. And so we're going to take a 10-day moving average of the daily reading there to smooth out um, this particular calculation. Um, and we did see that this chart reversed back up into a column of X's yesterday after falling beneath 10% in March. Um, it is those reversals that we see when the indicator moves below 10% reverses back up into a column of X's that have historically been um, a positive entry point for, for the broader equity space. Um, but again, as you can see from using 2018 as an example, um, fourth quarter of 2018, this uh, indicator fell off significantly there at the end of September. And in October, moved below 10%, reversed back up in November, and then ultimately reversed lower to move to, to new lows um, there with the broader sell-off at the end of December before reversing up in January and continuing higher. 
Um, so just putting that in there as a uh, one thing to keep in mind, um, while these indicator changes that we're seeing are definitely positive, right? Um, definitely showing that kind of increased participation, potential bottoming forming here, um, not necessarily able to discern whether or not this is the bottom or whether this is simply a, a, a near-term bottom. Um, but definitely looking at these as a, a positive indication, there's definitely gonna be some opportunity um, with these indicator changes, just hasn't translated over to the broader con continued strength of the longer term picture for domestic equities. Um, and one way that we view that picture is through the Dolly tool, right? Um, we still have US equities ranked in the bottom half of the Dolly rankings um, at the rank of fourth out of the six asset classes, cash, fixed income, and currencies are still maintaining those top three positions. Um, so still that longer term defensive posture um, would be what we'd be looking for towards US equities. However, um, if we take a look underneath the hood, we can see some of the areas um, that have led to some of these changes that we've seen from the indicator perspective. Um, even though domestic equities is still gonna be in the bottom half, we still take each of the breakdowns within domestic equities, your size and style classifications, your sector classifications, and they have their own relative rankings that, that are only compared against each other. Um, so you can use the sub asset class view on the Dolly page to come in and see which areas have outperformed and which areas have underperformed um, over the past month. And in coming in and click, clicking on this view, we can see that technology has maintained its position as the number one ranked sector um, from a relative strength perspective within domestic equities. Um, but some other areas have increased in strength here a little bit recently, namely um, healthcare has advanced um, from a buy signal perspective to now be ranked second out of the 10 broad, uh, broad sectors. Um, consumer non-cyclical or your consumer staples um, has risen significantly in strength, is now ranked third on that sector breakdown. Um, so just because the asset class as a whole has not seen many buy signal changes over the past week or week or more, um, there's definitely still some things moving on underneath the hood um, that you might be able to take advantage of from on a shorter term basis with some of these indicator changes. Here. Absolutely. And you know, Ian, I, I think it's it's really important during these volatile markets to not only pay attention to the indicators, but also, as you said, keep in mind the fact that the longer term confirmation of strength for domestic equities as a whole, you know, not quite there yet. However, that doesn't mean that there aren't opportunities within the, the broader asset class and namely those sectors you pointed out. So starting with technology, which of course has been a bellwether for the past few years, there's a couple of opportunities there, but one that is widely followed and often referenced is Amazon, right? Ticker AMZN. And on, on the chart for Amazon, we've actually shown a, a decent amount of strength here in the past few days. Uh, return to a second buy signal with a double top break on March 31st. And with yesterday's trading was able to move past resistance at 1984 on the default chart to 2016. Um, so this is a strong five for fiver, actionable here, also had a recent flip to positive weekly momentum. So, you know, for those of you who are looking at focusing uh, attention in the technology space, um, Amazon looks to be a great name here and has held up really well on the year, in fact, um, in, in positive territory uh, as of yesterday's close, returning almost 9% so far on a year-to-day basis versus a market that's been uh, broadly down double digits. So um, great opportunity. Additionally, you, know, we, you mentioned um, consumer staples, which has been improving in our relative strength rankings. 
one opportunity within there is, is Clorox. And it kind of makes sense, right? You think about, you know, the, the rush to sanitize every possible surface um, just from a narrative standpoint, but the technicals have backed that up, right? We see Clorox moving to a third consecutive buy signal on its default chart yesterday and um, showing a lot of strength you know, on the year. So far up 18% as of yesterday's close. So uh, really a, a nice opportunity there as well for a little bit more of a uh, defensive name in that staples category. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, obviously, with the initial concern around the um, around the kind of the, what is now the global pandemic of, of the COVID-19 virus, um, uh, Clorox had reached pretty, pretty heavily oversold territory up there around 212. Um, but as, as Eric said, very positive to see it did reverse lower, but, but did not ultimately um, reverse down to change its trend. Um, has continued to give their now three consecutive buy signals. So that kind of further follow through is really going to be the name of the game, whether we're looking at things from an indicator perspective or on an individual chart basis. Um, with that broader picture for domestic equity still looking negative in its current state, keeping a, having these names that have given these consistent buy signals with the closer stop loss points um, to, to monitor are definitely going to be a useful route to go, go with here moving forward. Um, in terms of some other areas that have shown strength, as we mentioned as well, within this sub-asset class view, um, healthcare has seen a rise in relative strength um, as more people might be needing some healthcare um, at the current state of things. Um, so one way to come in and get at some of those healthcare ideas um, would be to come in back to the broader Dolly tool. And you can see that the healthcare sector currently ranks second with 184 buy signals just behind technology and just ahead of consumer non-cyclicals. But if you click on that healthcare sector name, it brings up a list of highly ranked um, ETFs by their fund score. Um, and so this is gonna be um, broad healthcare ETFs that are traded on the kind of US market. So not necessarily just US focused healthcare. Uh, one thing to keep in mind here, um, this, the highest scoring name that we see here is actually a China healthcare ETF. Um, their market has seen some significant growth in its healthcare space on the backs of their own virus um, outbreak there. Um, but looking here, we see we see some strong uh, strong scoring U.S. names as well, uh, namely the Invesco uh, Momentum portfolio that we have with Invesco PTH, um, the healthcare momentum portfolio, the iShares broader IYH U.S. healthcare ETF there as well. Um, so definitely some ideas, not, none of which are going to be too oversold at current levels, near normalized trading trading ranges. Um, so a few names to be able to come in and take a look at um, for those looking to, to potentially um, um, add some exposure back into the market with some of these positive near-term indicator changes that we've seen. Yeah, and, and Ian, I think, you know, what's interesting and important to, to remember in times like this, you know, people often look at a, a broad market pullback as an opportunity to bottom fish. And while there, there certainly are ways to do that, um, you know, I think until we really know what the evidence is, and at this point we know that, you know, for domestic equities, we're still in that defensive posture as Dolly indicates. So there's not, you know, I think you just need to be careful with owning weak names. You want to own the strength as we always preach, right? And looking at areas of the market that not only have held up well, you know, prior to this market sell off, 
but also through it or uh, areas that are improving as the market has sold off in general. So, you know, it, it is very important to, to keep with those strong names and just, just be careful out there, folks, because, you know, obviously we're not through this yet. We're seeing positive improvements, um, but there's still a lot of uncertainty in the market. And the VIX is, is showing that as well. So, you know, just make sure you're, you're using your rules and, um, you know, any way that we can help you make those decisions as well. Don't hesitate to give us a call. You can reach us here at 804-320-8511. We're all working from home, but we're, we're e easily able to get back to you via analyst calls, um, or you can email us at dwa at dorseywright.com. So, any other topics, Ian? Anything else you want to hit on? I think that does uh, pretty much wrap it up here, at least for this week. Um, as, um, as most of you all probably know there, we, um, the markets are going to be closed on this Friday. Um, so we're not going to be doing our typical beginner series webinar. Um, however, I do want to mention, we are going to be doing a, um, continuing the kind of weekly market update webinars that we've been doing on Monday afternoons. Um, those are going to continue coming up this Monday. So keep an eye out in the daily equity report, um, for the registration link for that. Um, again, looking at kind of a, a broader market picture where we're seeing strength, what changes we're seeing going on and what to potentially look for um, over the next few days or weeks to come. Um, and we'll continue to have um, provide the research and things that we're seeing in that daily equity report as well. But as Eric mentioned, if you have any particular questions on anything you're seeing, stuff you're not stuff you're seeing not making sense. Um, or simply want to come in and take a look at the position, always more than welcome to reach out to us. It'll likely be, as Eric said, you call us, we'll give you a call back because of the, the virtual nature of things. Um, but we're still around and more than happy to help. Excellent. Well, great. Well, Ian, good to be back. Thanks for joining us. For you all, we'll talk to you soon next week.